the voice of one crying the wilderness prepare the way of the lord make straight in the desert a highway for our god the voice of one crying the wilderness prepare the way of the lord make straight in the desert a highway for our god the voice of one Father, we are grateful. We love you, Lord. Thank you for your word. You are wonderful. That's so beautiful. We love you, Lord. Oh, we thank you for your word. So
have to be all that Typically our entrance, you're coming before a king. And this is how the song came. Alright? And then from there we go on. Holy is the one. So you see yourself, you praise him, enter his gate, you thank him, his cause we praise. And we come into his presence. Holy is the one seated on the throne. Now you're before him. And we give him the praise today as we pray and praise. Come and have your way. So we ask the Lord to please express himself in our midst as we pray as we praise with our lives in with our lips with our attention even here today he is our joy he is our lord he is our love sent down from above immediately you begin to know we are speaking about the lord jesus everything is found in him the scriptures tell in colossians that the fullness of the godhead is contained in him okay <clears throat> and this is where we find our joy and everything else joy is in his presence psalm 16 tells you everything is built around his praise creation praises him okay it's about praising him oh we'll come and dance and we'll clap our hands okay faithful is our god his holy word is sharp enough to change the hardest voices his word his word his word his word it's his word yes prayer moves god to do things but often what god does when people pray is to send someone to bring his word to them to come with the double-edged sword of the spirit and run it through their hearts it's called conviction that thing you felt that made you say oh god take my life forgive me change me that was the conviction of the word that was the spirit of truth coming on you and doing what he came to the earth to do remember all the trouble and sin and problems we have on the earth was associated with is a result of two people disregarding the word of the lord 
all right and the lord who is one trust in his ways says you know by this same agency you denied my words okay but when you come to accept my word i will restore you to the things you lost so he sent his word you know faithful is this god okay he didn't abandon us he didn't tell us the sons of adam go away you've offended me i'll never forgive you mm -mm. he sent his word the bible told you that it's the voice of the lord that came walking in the garden in the cool of the day it says the voice of the lord will come and it's saying that that word is sharp enough to change the hardest voices the options the options to change it you're hearing what you shouldn't be hearing either from your own mind or the voice of other people or the devil all right but when his word comes his holy word his set apart word his purely kept word it will change it can override any other voice and it's able to change the toughest chains okay it can melt and remove the very things that restrain us the power is in his hands in his hands so we are praying here father now command that the things you kept for us oh god like in the promised land we will start to behold them now all right there's a promised land waiting there's a rest for the people of God. The scriptures tell you, after everything Joshua did, brought them into the promised land, the conclusion in the book of Hebrews is that there remains a rest for the people of God. So what was that Joshua gave them? He said, if Joshua had given them rest, then why is the scripture still speaking of a future rest? Joshua is Yeshua, is Jesus in the Greek, and anglicized, and it, he spoke, his name was speaking of something that will happen he told them they will not enter into my rest in the book of hebrews chapter 4 you see that it, chapter 3 began to talk about it chapter 4 we told him verse 3 you know he swore in his anger and yet his works have been finished since the creation of the world in other words the plans he had were already finished so if he said they haven't entered his rest then what was that place when the scripture said on the seventh day the lord rested and how come he said they will not enter his rest you can't enter into the seventh day until the time for it that day has not come yet that time has not arrived and but the scriptures tell us his works were finished in the creation of the world in other words this would seem that god's promise is broken and the prophecy has failed but scriptures can never be broken the next verse tells you for somewhere he has spoken about the seventh day in these words on the seventh day god rested from all his works and again in the passage above he says they shall never enter my rest what they entered there after abraham in that passover season that was the third day rest is not for the third day two thousand years third third half of this the third thousandth year you can you don't enter rest here all right and when our understanding is off <laughs> we kill her we think wrongly the rest had to be here the seventh day that is the day of rest and the scriptures tell us that on the seventh day god rested from all his works and again in the passage above he says they shall never enter my rest okay this guy is preaching what i'm preaching verse six therefore since there still remains for some to enter that rest and since those who formerly had the gospel the good news proclaimed to them we are not the first people that heard the good news there it is since 
those who formerly had the good news proclaimed to them in the shadow form did not go in because of their disobedience god again set a certain day calling it today 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 this he did when a long time later he spoke through david years later i didn't say that years later i said it through david as in the passage already quoted today if you hear his voice do not harden your heart for if joshua king james says if jesus had given them rest if you read in the pure old king james you'll be confused some of you may have come across in the book of hebrews <coughs> why it says jesus is because that's the direct translation of jesus in the greek joshua is anglicized for yeshua which means salvation the same name so it says that if he had given them rest if joshua had given them rest god would not have spoken later about another day there remains then a sabbath rest for the people of god the bible told you in the seventh year in the book of exodus no it's not exodus find it in the book of Leviticus chapter 25 but you're going to also find in the book of Deuteronomy and you hear the Lord saying there that when a Hebrew if a Hebrew man comes what did I read for I gave you Leviticus right I gave you Leviticus 25 yeah when you go you can read it Yeah, I guess that was 25 will do. But the Bible tells you that when you're an Israelite and the seventh year comes, that you're supposed to be let free. And that's what he means when he says there remains a Sabbath rest. I've told you there's not one Sabbath. There's not one Sabbath. Okay, Sabbath is not the seventh day of the week. They are called the Sabbaths of the Lord. The seventh day, the seventh year, the seventh times seventh year. That's the 49th to 50th year. All of those are called the Sabbaths of the Lord. And they speak of cycles of God's dealings with mankind. Therefore, therefore, we, you and I, we are living in, we are living on today. We are living on today. What a day to be alive. If Joshua had given them rest, God would not have spoken about another. There remains a Sabbath rest, a seventh year release. Bible says if your brother was owing on that day, you're to release him. He's to be free. You're no more to hold him bondage. He was bound. In the seventh year, it says if he's a Hebrew, that means if he's one of God's people. It's the people of God. For anyone who enters God's rest also rests from their own works, just as God did from his. Therefore, let us therefore make every effort to enter that rest so that no one will perish by following their example of disobedience. So you labor to enter this rest. You can't presume on it. You labor. You make every effort to enter into this rest okay there's a way to achieve certain things there's a way you will lose out and he told you it's through 
the example of disobedience. He didn't just say they are disobedience. said they are example. If you go to 1 Corinthians chapter 10, it shows you the example of disobedience. They give, it shows you five things they kept doing, of which at the, in that list is murmuring and complaining. Right now, every day, people are disqualifying themselves. They don't know. And they will not enter that rest when they should. They will enter, hopefully later, at the general resurrection. But that first one, today they won't enter. They won't enter because they followed the example of disobedience. They didn't learn anything from their forefathers. They did not pay heed to scriptures. They had opinions strong and hard and unchanging. Let's finish the song. What follows after that? Say, send us one by one. Send us two by two. Bring us to the things you kept for us. Show us your kindness, God, in spite of the enemies. He lays a table before us in the presence of our enemies. So in spite of enemies, let the table still be laid before us. This is a prayer. Okay, we've come before the throne. We are before the Holy One and our lips began to make praise, uh, make prayer to the Lord. Yes, wherever we go, we see the river flow. Rain come or snow, the rain will fall. Everything will store. You know what happened in the promised land? One of the promises of the promised land, you can go and look at the book of Deuteronomy chapter 11. It tells you that, Deuteronomy 11, go and look at it. It tells you that they will, it's a land watered from heaven itself. It's a place. So when we ask God, let us begin to experience things that he has kept for us like in the promised land. You're asking that we begin even in this time to experience constant rain. A day will come where we are going to experience non-stop spiritual ecstasy it's going to be non-stop the day is coming where all of you be like mad people oh yes <laughs> if you are found worthy to partake in the regeneration you'll be so happy you'll be like a crazy person now in this time we have tastes of it we have four taste, taste. We taste it. We, we, you, it's like getting drunk for a while. We get drunk briefly. We've had four tastes of that even in this house, and we'll have a lot more. We have taste seasons where you spend hours or days just drunk in the spirit, in the beauty of God. But you see the challenge with the timing. The challenge with the timing is that you always are drawn back to reality because the whole earth still lies under the power of the evil one since you have extracted you're in the world but you're not of the world john 17 we can separate ourselves and taste of the heavenly realm because we are setting our eyes on things above as much as we do that god will give us rain rain will come on us we will explain the experience the rain of his presence of his spirit of his life and his truth some people won't but a day will come in the rest of god where there will be non-stop rain non-stop joy there will be no dry seasons there will be nothing like oh i'm not experiencing god no we will see him face to face you will be so happy you definitely 
go bonkers. We don't know how that is because we are under a thick covering, the covering that has been cast over the nations, which the Lord Jesus came and tore and began a work. By the time is coming, the Bible tells you the heavens will be rolled over like a scroll. You remember? To happen. This thick, dark stuff that is always there. You may not know it. When you hear people speak of an open heaven, it's someone that has created an opening in it. But a day will come. We will walk free of that covering. And I pray you will be amongst us. But between them, we have war to fight. That's the challenge. Between now and then. So for now, everything that comes down, we store it. We store it. So we can draw from it water from wells of salvation and serve others. We do what we can do with what we have for now. A day of great delight is coming. Alright? So you understand that song. It's a new song. I don't think we, we sang it, I don't know, a year or two ago. Uh, there's power in his hands. That's the part that we play. Now I had no idea what I was singing. I just kept hearing my head when I was sitting down there. I didn't know it was this song. Just knew the chorus. If I'd known, God made sure I didn't know, I wouldn't have sang it because I'll say, No, that song is not ready. <laughs> they haven't uh, arranged the pieces, you know. Why would there be five verses in a song? Because this is how it came. Like most of our songs, we were in a meeting and I just began to sing it. Those were the prayers on the spot of the moment. But if you're going to be able to repeat it, it has to be arranged a bit of to be impossible to sing so <clears throat> let's hope we'll send out a recorded version and you carry it. I'd like you to pray for a moment just a moment tell the Lord the things I just said in your own words okay tell him in your own words the time you've come <clears throat> tell him you run down Father, make us all today. Work in us, change our hearts, God. Walk for God on every part of God. Renew us, cause your people to shine. Teach us, Lord, about your rest. Father, Lord God, give us zest to fight Till we attain the promised land Give us a taste of you, O oh God Give us the best of you, O oh God Give us your rest, Almighty God Help us know the things you have for us
spiritually dividing asunder, distinguishing between soul and spirit and body. Discern the thoughts and intents of the hearts this evening. <laughs> right now, whatever time it is in your time zone, the world will come. Oh, you learn to run. I hear his word run swiftly. It runs through the earth. It is the word of the Lord. It's what my will will give us. So one of our people asked me a question, actually asked a list of questions, and let me see if I can answer them, because they are very good questions, very pertinent. Let's see what the Holy Spirit will let us do. As usual, uh, well, you're welcome. Any first-timers here? Let me see. Huh? Any first-timer? One hand at you. God bless you. You're welcome to God's house. I think I saw three hands. There might be, of course, online, a couple more people. It's a blessing to have you. As blessed as you will be and are already by being here, we are also blessed that you are here. <coughs> We're blessed because the more people that bend the knee to Jesus, the more people that are hungry for the Lord, our Savior, the more people that choose God above everything else, the happier we are. Our delight is in the uprights in the land. 
I pray you are upright um, or will be upright people because if you are, our delight will be in you. Our delight will be in your willingness to please this God that we love. So we're blessed to have you and every other person that is here. I'm glad that you're here. Um, uh, all right, so we had this printed in Port Harcourt. And, um, well, there are a few places you might not see too clearly, but I pray you can guess what is there. It's not that hard. I mentioned this during the family meeting, so there's uh, obviously a plate here. So we got this today. Our brother in Port Harcourt oversaw the printing. Our brethren there helped deliver it. Thank you, Port Harcourt brethren, for helping us. Each copy. Um, so uh, let me just put it this way. In you know, there are those who already donated towards its existence. Thank you. You can pick a copy or two. I don't know if you can pick more than one here, but if you want another, you have specific people you want to give it to, you can ask for two, three, four, five copies. It's not grains of groundnuts. So don't say, yeah, I have five brothers. No. The rich man in hell had five brothers. I have many people too. That's not the idea. The idea is to give it to targeted people. People who... So pray before you give it out, okay? Um, so I'm making a request. This is it. Number one, everyone can take a copy. Every single person those who gave already towards it under the tracks uh fund thank you very much god bless you you made this possible with your giving and those who may have not had to give but in one way or the other you contributed so much time it ought to have been completed uh this is august in may it was ready but we've been working on it since maybe january or february uh, you know if you want to do something well it takes a lot of time and in spite of that the printer can still mar it a bit for you in spite of our best effort but you'll notice the quality is quite nice it's good and if it's good quality it means it costs good too. so um i've said that you know if you had contributed towards this thank you very much whether you didn't contribute in money whatever way you contributed we appreciate you and this house blesses you but i'm also encouraging those that are saying well i didn't know about it or i didn't uh, dedicate myself to giving monthly some people promise to give something monthly and you say i want to give towards this okay those hearing us online all that is and a digital format a digital format um this one has about 15 pages well i can't count this this latter part is just introducing some things with some picture boards so it's about 13 pages about minus two the cover page and the content page so that'll be about 11 pages it contains a testimony it, it, so every newsletter has similar formats this is the second one we printed there's a third one in the works it's called the gam newsletter god's army mobilizing newsletter what's god's army mobilizing you may have noticed it with the school of ministry you know god's army mobilizing is the larger body speaking um this god's lighthouse is the church arm okay you see all that at the back here so maybe you read it for yourself but god's army mobilizing is what was described here as a conscription vehicle for disciples who are called to march in the lord's last day army a conscription vehicle is like a big bus driving around conscripting people grabbing people and saying join the bus join the bus we are taking you to a training camp to boot camp we are going to train you and you will fight in the lord's last day army that's what drives everything we do it's unapologetically our mission to get as many people into that bus as possible not as many humans but as many soldiers it means that we've had to pass over a lot of people because we are not interested in the civilian population they are everywhere and by civilian i mean the spiritual civilian we're only interested in the civilians who are willing to become soldiers why 
You don't need to do anything to be a civilian. You just need to be born again. You're a believer. We are interested in disciples and servants of our Lord. Those who defend the civilians. Those who stand in the gap. Whom when the Lord comes to do something, he says, I saw a man. I saw people. And he was able to avoid, avert the troubles that were coming. If all God needed was a single man, then who gave the prophecy that I I look for a man to stand in the gap. Was that not a man? No. By one man, no matter is established. Are you listening? By the mouth of two witnesses, a matter is established. So take the man that gave that prophetic word, Jeremiah, plus another man. Are we together? They needed to be someone else. Agreement. Just like when Eve ate the fruit, nothing happened. Then Adam ate the fruit. Then everything happened. Their eyes were open and death came on the scene. There has to be agreement. It is the nature of God. When God is giving a word, many times in scriptures, he says, I call heaven and earth to bear witness. There has to be, say, two of you agree as touching anything on earth. It shall be done for them of my father in heaven. So this is the divine method. So there has to be agreement. Our desire is to conscript, encourage, challenge, shake, push, plead with, beseech, motivate in whatever way possible. As many people as possible to sign up and say, I want to become a disciple of Jesus Christ. I want to march behind him. I'm willing to go to war. I want to be a warrior. I don't want to just be an ordinary Christian. I don't want to be born again. I'm free to live as close to the world as possible without falling off into the lake of fire. No, we want people who are wholeheartedly committed, who are willing to take up their cross and follow Jesus. To leave behind father, mother, brother, sister, landed property, children, spouse, and go after Jesus. We are not hiding to say these things. We say it openly. I say it consistently. That does not mean if you just want to be a believer, you cannot come here. Please, you're welcome. The church family is for that. A church is like a home. God's lighthouse is the church family for that purpose. The school of ministry is a place for training people in ministry and bringing them into an understanding of what ministry is about. The word diaconia means to serve. And there are endless ways of serving. Endless ways. The donkey that carried Jesus into Jerusalem was serving him. He carried Jesus. He bore him. He was the bearer of the Lord. He eased his access to Jerusalem and so service abounds and in the book of Romans 12 one of the very first classes we did in the school of ministry was about the ministry the body ministry as opposed to the fivefold ministry which most people focus on and which excludes a the majority of the body of Christ there can only be a few in the number of those called the fivefold ministry comparatively few there can't be that many apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. Those are like lead leaders who equip the set apart ones, the saints, the second category in Ephesians 4, to build the body of Christ, the third category. That's the rest of the people. So that second category is a, in general, a form of assistive ministry as demonstrated in the shadow of the priests, the sons of the high priest, Jesus, then the sons of the high priest, the family of Aaron, and then, so that's the priesthood, the Levites, which were given to assist the priest. And that was the picture 
that was revealed in the shadow and confirmed in the substance. This is what we are about to do all we can do to bring as many Levites into the fold. The Levites are the ones that are willing to take up swords. Levi, ordinarily without Jesus, is a violent man. Go and read the story of the son of Jacob, Simeon and Levi, and what they did. But Moses came and said, who is on the Lord's side? And the Levites said, we are. And they came over to Moses when the children of Israel had worshipped idols. And he said, gird your sword and don't show pity. And they went into the camp and they swung the sword. And it was said of them that they did not take note of who was brother or sister or child. They struck. They were impartial. They choose God above family. Therefore, demonstrating the principle of discipleship found in the book of Luke chapter 14 verse 26. That if you do not hate father, mother, brother, sister and all of that, that you cannot be my disciple. This is the method. This is the model. This is the pattern that we have been shown as was revealed on the mount. He said, make sure you do, not, you do not build according to any other pattern than that shown you on the mount. That is the model we are building on. And I'm hoping that this family of believers will go on to become, as the Levite group, a house full of disciples who will not look at faces, but will do their best to exalt the divine relationship above the earthly one. This is our goal. This is a place for that family, for births, for the nursery, for everything, for general classes, discussions. It's like the living room, but the classroom, the school of ministry, where we, in addition to everything we talk about in our church family, we discuss more specific details in systematic ways. All of this is part of the vehicle that wants to pick up people and train soldiers and send them out. Okay? Everything we do is to help this happen. Everything. If it will help this happen, we are willing to do it. This newsletter says that and it will contain at every point something that will encourage such people. So as much as God helps us to produce it, I often struggle with producing a black and white thing just that we have. I like colors as do you. Please put a copy in everybody's hand. Sorry, sorry. And I don't want you distracted with it. When you finish holding it while I'm speaking, you return it to. And um, so the way it is, is I would like for you to, when you go back, read it. But when you finish reading it, pass it on to someone else. Okay, I want to give you the basic content of every newsletter. You'll see something about the nation. Please do pay attention while you're passing. You can be looking at the cover page. You see something about the nation, our nation Nigeria, because this is where we are based. If we were in America, it would be about the nation of America. Even if we refer to any other country, our focus will be on the Nigerian nation. The second thing you'll see there is prophecy. That's the second major category. You'll see another category known as teaching. Because so there'll be something about teaching. Then you see battlefront reports, which because of the space will contain just one story about someone experience out there as they took the word of the Lord out okay and then you'll see a testimony so for now those are the one two three four five things that are emphasized in every newsletter in every newsletter there will be a couple of things all right I encourage you to make sure you read every single line and uh, take something now you may have come across some of this 
as I've been preaching or teaching. You may have read the prophecy because you're in the house, but I can assure you when you read it again, you'll see things you haven't seen. Or you may have not read it. You know, we have very many prophetic words that um, we have not uh, been able to share. We are still recording the words and putting them online also. So there's an emphasis on Nigeria. The topic for this one is how to kill, crossed out, how to save a country. How to save a country. And the focus is you can choose to either kill your country or to save it. It's a very real choice. It's a very real choice. It's a very, very real choice. Most people don't know. They've been taught to believe that what you do doesn't matter. That what will be, will be. But it's people that make things to be. People make things to be. Okay? If it's a problem, I can collect it back. I'm sure it won't be a problem. <laughs> Alright, so the last thing I want to say is what I started saying at the beginning. If you want to give towards this. Uh, if you want to give, so there are two, about 300 Naira would be close to the cost of production. About 300 Naira. There are three classes of people. One, those who don't bother. You don't have to give anything. Things are tough. Don't bother. There are those who can give. You can give. Okay. You can give 300 Naira. Then there are those who can give at least 500 naira for it or above i should have said four categories that fourth category well maybe the, the the ones who give 300 to 500 naira are the second the last category are those that say i want to give and give for other people for all those people that can give and all the people we are going to give it out to we have about 2800 copies but supposed to be 3000 have about that number it's not barely enough i've seen tracks finish so fast and this is not a track this could have given us 20 different tracks. So, more than 20 different tracks. So, I encourage you, you want to give something, it's very welcome. Please, the account number for tracks, that account number, put up the account number on the screen and also be put up on the hall. You want to give something towards this because um, let me explain something. We Everybody has something on the internet. Okay, it's fine and good websites and all that, but there are million, millions of websites. There's millions of everything. There's information overload. It's one of the last day problems. There's too much of everything, good and evil, and one can only go after so much. Now, whatever goes out the most, whatever is heard the most is what people believe. Whatever they hear the most is what they believe. Whoever is in their face saying something is the news they turn to. So I beg you, we would be I would be a much richer preacher. This church would be much richer. We would have air conditions, at least three or four in this hall. We'd be in a bigger hall. We'd have a lot more if we were not printing things. Even in the in deep poverty, and churches can be poor. We're always committing ourselves to printing the gospel in one way or the other. And it's always very costly. Even small efforts will be like 55,000 naira. It's because we know that you can't just say we have a website. Who have they gone there? Even if you have 20,000 people going to your website every day, so what? Are there 20,000 people on earth? Put something in their hands. Why I don't like making it black and white is because I want people to want to read it. It's not because of Yanga. It's not because of pride i'm not into all that no quality i want people to read it i want them to see one two three and pick the shiny looking one mm, it looks interesting so they will read it and when they read it they may become disciples 
they may fall in line in the army of the Lord. They may become disciples of Jesus Christ. The question is, what are you willing to do for them to become disciples of Jesus Christ? And I'm willing, me who is willing to humble myself in many ways, will still make it look nice. Because I want it to be read, not by everyone, but by those whom the Lord draws. So we will pray a prayer before we are done. And as our God will lead us to only give it to those who will hear it snap to attention and head towards the training grounds or the battlefield people need encouragement there were times in nigeria in the days of pa elton the 50s 60s the war contributed to its stopping the war the civil war in nigeria they were sending the herald of his coming how many of you have heard about the herald of his coming no i was in a plane traveling somewhere i think abuja sometime in january and it came to me and we had had been planning on i think we had already printed the first volume some time ago and we were thinking on this but i was already saying let's work on the second volume and then i'm reading uh messenger a book about sydney g elton have you ever heard of someone that prophesied that the time will come when the nigerian government will be paying for people to go to the north and preach paying people okay so it is Sidney Elton that said things like that. He was a white man who came and became a Nigerian and stayed here till he died. It is said, believed, rumored, that part of why he traveled one time in 60 something or two, uh, two or three or four and did, never traveled again because he heard there was a rumor that if he travels, they won't let him come back in. So he never went to his country again. He said he was Nigerian. Before I saw a picture of his face, before we saw a vision of him, we saw him, we were praying for Nigeria one of those days in 2018. And as we were praying for different sectors, the police, the army, the NAFDA, just different sectors of the nation, the legislature, we are picking areas, many railroads, the railway companies, the this, the that, we are praying, praying just the way we normally pray for Nigeria. Not about Islam endlessly, not all those things that Christians gather non-stop to pray about. No, we actually pray for real things. Pray for the universities. Not because of strike. No. Not not when there's a problem. When everything is fine. You pray. It's like praying for a human being. God bless her today as she goes. Guide her, direct her. Let her have wise counsel. The same way. Instead of complaining about this vice chancellor is a useless person. I wish it was the days of the other vice chancellor. No. Say, Lord, please help this vice chancellor do his work help him notice help let the cries of poor students be heard let there be intervention lord please you're the god of justice intervene for the oppressed that's how to pray not lord take away sleep from endless witchcraft type prayers which we think is normal very unscriptural practices the scriptures tell you how to do things but many people don't know that the scriptures reveal the truth and tell you how to do things. They believe scriptures are for going into cherry-pick promises and nice things and claim. That's all. They don't understand. Our duty, amongst other things, and in the group of others around the world, is to make people understand the ways of our God. The ways, his character, his nature, his desires. He has desires. And if no one knows it, or spreads it. Everybody follows the wrong desires. Because they don't even know that there's a method to the things. There's a right time and procedure for every matter. They don't know there's a procedure. And as I was reading this thing and I saw that 
people I, I mean they put samples of letters a beautiful book by um, a building a burden day and people would write him and he would order from the u.s and uh um i think uh gordon lindsay were involved with the printing and all of that and they would get copies and they would not be enough and these are people's forefathers writing please the hundred copies you sent us was not enough please in our village our community alone there are 400 people those hundred copies we tried to share it amongst but it's please can you give us 300 more can you give us 1000 even if you sent us 2000 it would not be enough so you see this hunger and those writings and the people would send it for free people would donate and they would give and send it and nigeria is just one country till the printing presses stop things and it stopped for a good one and all of that imagine what a blessing it was now we have the internet now things are different with the click of a button and data you're in many places the question is is it everything we need to read i'm sure you've read a lot of stupid stuff useless stuff there's good stuff then there's empty stuff there are things that don't carry any weight in the spirit some carry a little weight some are heavy weight it's our desire to generate heavy weighty content sound doctrine things that people read and say oh i didn't know oh i understand better and their swords get sharper this is where we are aiming for so all our content is rich in truth and counsel wisdom understanding and we hope that you can be one who passes these things on to others too who can bring light and direction to others it is not aimed like anything we do it is not aimed at increasing membership of this congregation no so a good number of the things we produce we are going to send to different cities we have our people in port Harcourt, we have in lagos we have in abuja we have in other places and anyone traveling to any sector are we going to reprint i don't know did we reprint the first one no like i said it's very cost intensive when you cough up uh, 200 and something thousand naira at once it's a lot of money 300 that price i gave you was not correct it's not about 300 because the paper alone cost how much did the paper cost 30? okay so everything <laughs> that math was less paper. okay include the paper at the time okay but so i'm encouraging you to please do your best to do your best to can i see your copy i'm seeing and one error a double page i wonder if it's everywhere those who looked at it did you see a double page okay some have a double page some do not it's still all complete even if it's double so the printers mistakenly put a double page it's okay like i said even if it has excess it's extra you can tear that one page and give someone i have something to give up that would mean there are two page for some page two page three and four and page 13 and 14 is double so if I'm to remove this, I'll still have the whole thing complete. And that's the testimony page, part of the testimony page, but it's not all. It's not complete. Anyways, if you want to give, give. If you want to give towards, you say, oh, I'd like to give 500 naira, 300 naira each for a hundred copies, 10 copies. Let's give it out. Please do. Okay? Wherever you are, we welcome you to do that. Just know that we use it. It doesn't go towards buying the past or anything. Okay? No goes towards tracks when god blesses us we'll get a printing press and we will be able to print out a lot of things we want paper in people's faces now i had been reading that book for a while so when i was i dropped it for many months if not for a year or two and i carried it on that trip 
and on the plane i was reading the book and we were planning to print and i opened and where i continued from when i where i stopped a year before was talking about printing journals think that's a coincidence that's how god talks to me it can't be a coincidence i stopped reading a book one year before i pick it up continue and it continues at exactly a decision i was trying to make at that time no that was god telling me print the newsletters print the journals print them all right and i obeyed okay now it's taken too long but god will help us please we made a hundred copy a friend of mine sponsored a hundred copies when i went to lauren in lagos they sent it down from lagos to lauren you know because it was ready since then that was me it was ready in may what you're looking at here was done if anything has happened in your country and it sounds like it this thing was complete in may it was complete long before the content here has been available some for four years five and we just picked it and put here okay sometime earlier this year <laughs> okay so how to kill or save a country and um i encourage you to pray be led and give so extra copies will be available for you to ask for did it finish where's the extra left one okay there's a few here so if you know tonight as you're going don't take it don't use it to fight don't use it to stop trouble why because inside there you're going to hear things about giving thanks in all situations there are christians that don't like that they've been trained never to they don't believe in it's not all the bible they believe in it's only part the, the parts against witches and other don't 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 you dare be saying what the bible says freely at least don't say it about nigeria and government you can say it about other things but we believe the whole gospel remember i we read that there was a generation in hebrews 4 that the gospel was preached to and they disobeyed it okay we chose that we will not be disobedient to the heavenly vision we've had tons of visions to confirm the things we've read People came into this house. I, I used to be very amused because when many of our members came in, they came with all their opinions. And a lot of their opinions are from their parents and from their churches and from wherever they came from, you know. And then when the Spirit of God would begin to move on people and they begin to have revelations and encounters in the Spirit, and then the Lord would show them things that did not line up with their what their heads believed. They wouldn't understand it. You know, there's a way someone's mind works and you say, eh, you're seeing what is in your heart. But when you're seeing what is not in your heart, you know you're in trouble now. So they would have prophetic words, they have prophetic revelation, see vision, you know. And like that time we saw Elton and we didn't even know who he was. When I saw the picture, we left the meeting, I don't know what, I, I was searching for something and I stumbled at, get across a book, Messenger, about Sidney Elton, Pa Elton. And I went like, wow, is this how he looked? And uh, Brother Michael, who had seen the vision and had shared the vision, uh, vision earlier on, that while we were praying, I heard that this man is Elton. And as we were naming things, he was with like Tom Tax. As we pray, he will pin something into like embed that prayer point. As we pray, oh God, we are praying for, 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 for the ministry of works. We are praying that roads be built. He would pin and he was talking. It was like a map of Nigeria. And this white man, he was saying, my Nigeria, my Africa. You know, he was talking over it. So when I, I said, wow, oh, this is how Elton looks. And Michael, I said, that's the man I saw. That's the man I saw. That's the man I saw. You know, we didn't even know how he looked. I didn't. I just know that years before, I was talking to someone, 2009 or 10, 9 should be. I was talking with an older lady somewhere and I, I was saying some things and she was after a church meeting. We had been in the same church for a while, but I was, I was handing some studies. Other than she spoke to me and she said, ah, 
the things you say the last time i heard it was from pa elton when i was a child and my parents we used to go for bible studies in his house because i was astonished that someone that had known him personally was standing from like really but i also felt very bad every time i remember it i feel it's a bitter sweet thing that someone who would be in about 55 years old 50s would be would be hearing something she was hearing when she was eight ten for the first time from someone who does not know who she's talking about so in between that where are all the sons he raised i don't know if you think about this thing one of our people was telling me how one of the nccf coordinators in the city where he is met them and was talking to him and telling the same thing so he was telling him he said that many of the people he raised don't say what the man taught them they don't talk about what the man taught them that they've all gone their way and this is an older man and the man was talking about how they would have meetings and you last for hours so he told the man that's how our churches he said the man stopped and look at him really he said yes we have bible study for hours and I was like, <laughs> you know and the man would say something and say yes that's how it is in our church i'm talking about some weeks ago i, I don't mean he was just telling me some days ago that he met this patron some weeks ago and the man was saying things saying things that man was just saying they say ah, the man knew priority was one of in their days they were students like you and they would go like we have meeting like this by elton would be teaching again we don't know by elton it won't mean too much to you just know that he was amongst the first people that went around universities these are the people in the foundations of nifes the foundational people that began many things you take for granted this aquibum state he had a big hand ministries here they were sponsoring missionaries they're sponsoring our back here southeast southeast did ministry in this place it reached out you know i was surprised because i knew it was in elisha in the west but no they did lots of ministry they sponsored ministries they put ministers on salaries sent them out to the villages all over in the 50s 60s the things you take for granted were not always available and so many people the things they learned they began to teach in an organized way about the gifts of the spirit the gifts of the spirit the things of the spirit you know many things things that you take many of the big servants of god you heard about some are gone on like benson dowser and like others you know that are still alive while okay many people many almost everybody big big names they were like you are now they were sitting he was their teacher So he had a strong strong influence in nigeria a very strong influence in the whole spiritual climate organized teaching there were other servants of god whom god used throughout the ages he always has a witness manifestations of the spirit and all that but the person who reduced things to who started a bible school you know reduced things to systematic education in the things of the spirit since 19 I think he came in 1930 about then about nine about 1930 or 32 or so <laughs> all right so enough said about that um i did feel something historical will come up i didn't know it and i left the house but um i'm hoping that is it okay so feel free to say i have i want to pick this for especially preachers some preachers not every preacher you know anyone that loves god passionately anyone that mourns for nigeria anyone that is an intercessor not in name but has a passion you can say oh can i have three there's there's one person here the other one lives in ikorekwen for ikorekwen people a few of you you give you take it to okay 
don't connect it to your church too much keep it separate okay it's not an invitation for church meeting but it is an invitation to repentance i wish especially that pastors will get it maybe might help them pray better remember the contents of this thing i we try to put the dates where we can you know nothing here is connected to our political season these things came when none of that was in view we didn't put it down in connection this testimony no date i see no date on this testimony oh anyways so this testimony was put together you know it's from 218 i think that's when what happened here 219 it was in this building 219 20 that's when it happened 219 all right and um let's pray father we thank you for the opportunity to serve you we thank you for the privilege of printing the truth contained in these pages thank you for all the support bless and replenish all those that gave towards it in cash and in effort and in labor and in sleepless nights and in just everything the designers everyone everything they did thank you so much father i ask that you give it eagle's wings this and all the rest we ask that you cause it to come before the eyes of those who seek to fear you and those who fear you that you encourage them and then those who whose minds have been defiled by falsehood and lies let them know this truth that will make them free bless them restore let the truth restore restore in the name of jesus thank you lord amen so this should go some of it should go to joss some of it should go to different towns let's remember that maybe some of cities maybe 100 some 50 some 200 wherever we can send it wait and whoever receives it don't keep it uh, for yourself except god leads you okay reserve 10 for some purpose try and put into the hands of servants of god and other people who need encouragement, hope, and reassurance that God's will is being done in this nation, even as we speak. Okay? Above all, practice the things you read in it, and you'll be blessed in what you do. Amen. Now, if you have a pen to write, I'm going to be fast. Someone asked me, please, I need a greater depth of revelation on the teaching and prophecies on the events of the first 1,000 years of the Lord. That's the first, this 7,000 year season. It's interesting that that came up while we were singing. I understand now why that song came. Ah, that's it. So that's the first question. I'm going to attempt to answer some of those questions. But first of all, I'd like you to know that some of what I'll say, and it's why I will not say too much, is done in our Believer's Bible School, which holds here on Mondays, Tuesdays, and Thursdays. Our Believer's Bible School is not the same as the School of Ministry, God's Army Mobilizing Kingdom Academy. Okay, so don't mix it up. Believer's Bible School holds here. Alright, you don't need to register. Anybody can come. Any place can come and join. It holds in cycles on every for a three week to one month cycle. Okay. A series of classes depending on how the teacher handles it. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. About thirteen to fifteen classes. And then we start again. And then we start again. And then we start again. And we've been running that since 2016. I first began to teach it about the year 2000 and uh, 2001, about 2001. Um, and then I know I was teaching it in Buari, Abuja, 2003 and four. And then there were these gaps, okay? Then 2009, I was teaching it in a church um, to teachers who taught it, you know, and then pause again. And then 2016, from 2016 till now, I haven't stopped. I don't teach it anymore. 
others teach it but in those times i train people in 216 17 to teach it and they have trained people to teach it and right now we are training we're always training others it's based on hebrews chapter 6 verse 1 and 2 it's what the scriptures call the elementary or foundational or abc teachings of christ it's not light in fact most christians don't know it many preachers i don't think have ever studied it properly as anyone that has attended those classes will acknowledge it's not light it's heavy but it ought to be part of the earliest education of every christian when you have these foundational stones in place then you can build properly but when this foundation is it is, is destroyed that's what the script when these foundations are destroyed that's when the question arises what can the righteous do and it's why i found out why christians have so many issues they don't have this foundational doctrines right i mean when simple things like faith have ne most people have never had it defined properly faith faith that every pentecostal speaks about when people don't understand what repentance from dead works is it's not repentance it's from dead works there's a difference it's not faith it's faith towards god that's what the bible says it's not the doctrine of baptism it's baptisms plural it is not anointing it's called laying on of hands and it's not only physical hands that can be laid other things can be laid impartation that's what that's about it's not rapture doctrine of rapture there's nothing like that in the bible there's the resurrection of the dead this is the language of scripture and when you even realize that the very <laughs> words used to and someone said no they, they were teaching about rapture no we are not they're teaching about the resurrection of dead of which there are two not one and these are things that somehow in the hustle and bustle almost everybody misses and i often say you can't disagree with what can be easily proven except there's wickedness in your heart but most people there's no wickedness in their hearts it's just ignorance they've never even heard about these distinctions till you open the bible and it's right there looking at you and then you begin to wonder how come how come is that you never read your own bible yes but my preachers should have read it well i guess they thought you should have read it and taught them now the job especially of teaching ministry is to teach when you send your children to school in nursery school and primary school and secondary school you didn't send them there to learn how to cook yam you send them to learn that's what teaching ministry for but what happens when all you want to do is hang out with evangelistic ministry then you get evangelized you want to be taught then look for a teacher it is what it is so when we don't even know where to go for an education you went to a permine tapper you went to a bar you went to a restaurant what did you expect there to walk away with a degree a degree what when you want education you go to a school all right so these are the things now i'm not saying that you have to go to a bible school i actually speak against that often the school of the spirit does not need you going to a physical building with a bible the holy spirit and hopefully anointed teachers of truth you can learn so many things books messages certain things you can learn now add that to a personal hunger and a devotion to study and something that really helps is a calling a ministry of teaching there's a ministry of teaching romans 12 is one of the ministries of the body of christ not fivefold the fivefold has teachers and the body ministry has teachers so you mustn't be a fivefold minister ministry like a priest level teacher you may be a levite level teacher have you read before when they're rebuilding jerusalem and they sent out the certain priests into their midst and men who taught them and gave them understanding that they might understand yes so these are all contained in scriptures wave your eyes are open to see them and the union judgment 
So we define words. We don't let you just get away with speaking carelessly. Oh, this means this. It doesn't mean what you're saying. You have to check what the word means. That word is used 28 times in the Bible. What did it mean the other 27 times? You can't take it and make it what you like. No, but this is what everyone says. That doesn't make it right. It's not right because everyone says it. It's called old wives' fables. It's how a rumor spreads. If you've ever had a rumor spread about you that was utterly false, you know that if the whole world can believe something that never happened. The whole world. A thousand years after you were born, after the person died, they're still talking about it. And it never happened. All right? So I want you to understand that. And that <clears throat> we typically handle these classes. I'm explaining. If you haven't gone through, wise people in this place have gone through those classes sometimes as many as five, six times. Now, we discourage that after two or three times now, we tell you stop. Go and do something else. Come back again, maybe after two years and continue. But you go through because you may not understand most things at the beginning. But one of the fastest ways to get to understand almost things about most of Christianity is by going through this. But what happens when you jump this and go straight into power? You might become a liar. Yes, because you say things are not correct. What are you focused on? You want to see anointing move. So you spend endless hours praying. Wanting to stop nothing. That's not the foundation of Christianity. It's not prayer. It's the teachings of Christ. That's what the scriptures say. Is the foundation. It calls it in. Therefore, leaving the discussion of the elementary principles of Christ. The foundational doctrines of Christ. That's what it calls it. You can't go making your own. It's called a foundation. The city is built on a foundation. Apostolic doctrine. It says the church continued in the apostles' doctrine. Not in everyone's doctrine. He didn't say the church continued in doctrine. He said it continued in the apostles' doctrine. And today you have people bashing the apostles' doctrine. So what will you be built on? Because the new Jerusalem is built on the foundation of the apostles' And prophets. And this is that foundation. The words they spoke. As the spirit inspired them. Jesus had told them. When I send the Holy Spirit. He will teach you. Guide you into all truth. And he will remind you of the things which I had said. So the Lord will bring back things to them. That they needed to know. John made it clear that there are many things. Which Jesus thought and said and did. That if you were to write them in a book. All the books in the world would not contain it. So how come the apostles in Matthew. In telling Luke the stories, in John, in, uh, in, in the book of Mark, that it was likely dictated by Peter, it's said often, traditionally, to John Mark. You know, how come they all talked about similar things? Because the Holy Spirit brought back memories. You see the book of John, you think it was written while Jesus was alive. It may have been 50 to 70 years after Jesus died that he wrote that book. Many years later, decades. Can you picture maybe since Nigeria became a nation? After that, that's when they wrote the book of John. Since Jesus died. Maybe Jesus died in 1960. They wrote it now. Very long time passed. It wasn't quick. It wasn't instant. It wasn't in a hurry. The Holy Spirit was bringing back things. But selected things. Not everything. Because he wanted certain things to be emphasized. And certain things were overlooked. I want you to understand this. Because they were not absolutely necessary for us. For us. So the what they brought is the foundation we must build on. Therefore, you cannot discard any part of what they thought. Is this clear? Scriptures show us, I'm still answering the question, that there are two kinds of resurrections, and you find that in the book of Revelations 20, verse 4 to 6. Then I saw thrones, and seated on them were those who had the authority to judge, to whom the authority to judge was committed. 
Also, I saw the souls of those who had been beheaded for the testimony of Jesus and for the word of God, and who had not worshipped the beast or its image, and had not received its marks on their foreheads or their hands. They came to life and reigned with Christ for a thousand years. The rest of the dead did not come to life until the thousand years were ended. You can see it in our diagram here. Okay, you can see in the diagram. And um, in our projection, people, I hope you, you have to find our diagrams and be able to project them so those online can see them too, typically. Okay, just store those pictures. You'll be able to do that. But if you look at the area on that diagram called Tabernacles, that's a thousand year period. The er earlier gaps were two, two thousand year periods. That's six thousand years. And then a thousand years with the Lord is as a day. So that's a day of the Lord, okay? But it comes to an end. The Bible says that the beginning of the thousand year period that we call, refer to as today, which might be any time between now and I suspect 2070, this time period. We are in a transition period, all right? We are entering, I've told you, in about three years, we are entering the last jubilee. In, from 2025 upwards, we are entering the last 50 year for with the solar calendar that was used by the Essenes, which was a group separate from the Pharisees and the Sadducees. There were three groups. Most people only know two, which is typical. There was a third group that believed in the things Jesus said that prophesied of Jesus before he was born. 100 years before they said he was coming. And many of the things they said, they prophesied of a, a Paul. They spoke about a, a Benjamite that God would use to bring the Gentiles. They talked that the Messiah would come and he'll bring a period, an age of grace. They said all this about 100 years before Jesus was born. People say, where did they go to? They likely became the first Christians because when a human being shows up and starts fulfilling all the prophecies that your people had been getting in the last 100 years, you might be inclined to believe. A lot, what you call the Dead Sea Scrolls, all that stuff came from them. Those were their Bibles. Those were their records. Those were their handwritten. They found nearly a thousand copies of different scriptures and scrolls that are used. So when you read your Bible at the bottom, you see the earliest manuscript, the manuscript of this, that, that, Essenes, E-S-S-E-N-E-S, were responsible for that. Now, according to, they, the Pharisees use a lunar cal calendar. That's, that's, um, uh, the moon cycles. But the, the Essenes used a solar calendar, and according to their calculations, the six according to Pharisee calendar, this is the year 5082 or so. And that was a calendar I knew about all my life. According to the Essene calendar, this is the year 5000, and uh, just deduct from 6000, deduct 53 years. So about 53 years remain for 6000 years to be complete. And I think that calendar is way more accurate. And the other one, I don't trust the Pharisees anyhow. You, you can trust them, but just know your calendar. And I'm saying this to Christians everywhere. You're using the Pharisee calendar. <laughs> Jesus did not like them. What should you keep company with? Evil company corrupts good manners. So people were saying the year 2000. No, it's not the year 2000. And I'll go any day with tested and proven things. That 1000 year period, the Bible says, I just read it to you from Revelations 20, that the rest of the dead did not come until the thousand years were ended. This is the first resurrection. He calls it the first. That obviously means there's another. The first resurrection. Blessed and holy is the one who shares in the first resurrection. You read that and you say, yes, so they are really blessed and holy. No, pay attention. They are really blessed and holy. No, but it's also telling the qualifications to partake in it. One, you are to be blessed. Two, you are to be holy. Who is the man that is blessed? Psalm 1. Blessed is the man that does not stand of the counsel of the ungodly or stand in the world of sin and sin of scoffers. His delight is in the law of the Lord his God. Just go through your Bible. Pick every place where the Bible says 
blessed is this person and find out what makes people blessed now you better be in that dimension because you need to be blessed and holy to partake in the first resurrection you can be unholy and opposite of blessed and wait for rapture that thing this first resurrection is what people call the rapture just know it. the word rapture is not in the bible just be aware okay Hapazo means to be cut away it has a meaning and it occurs more than once in the bible it's best we spend our times this is why we are meant to study scripture the bible tells you that the burial christians search the scriptures every day they probably met with a group and he didn't tell you paul was not there when they're searching it. they will search it to see what paul said was so that's the attitude the lord taught me in the 90s that i must have search it know it for yourself stop going with public opinion hear what anyone says collect it don't swallow it just collect it and hold then go and test it under a microscope if it's good test all things hold fast to what is good so what do i do with what is bad cast off i throw it away all right and i found out so many things are bad and if you don't care good or bad you don't distinguish oh, like cookie monster i love cookie sorry you guys don't know cookie monster if i ask do you watch sesame street you say yes now not be lagos then they make them mm -mm. so years later they made the lagos version the nigerian version i grew up watching the american version sesame street no. Cookie monster, it's, he had a very big mouth. That's, anything goes in there. Cookie. Don't be like Cookie Monster. Who's the other guy that walks around? One penguin, something. That every he can bring out anything right now. Kowalski, is he a Christian? Okay. So let's go ask <laughs> What do you call that thing? Penguins of Madagascar. I are putting it out. Don't bring out he can bring out a an armor tank. There's nothing that <laughs> To have that kind of ability, it means you swallowed it. May God deliver you from Kowalski spirit. <laughs> Rico, blame and yeah, take him. She misled me. Rico spirit be gone. <laughs> Swallowing spirit, just swallow like a big snake. You have to be selective, okay? God is not pleased when you swallow. I, I, I heard it. That, that man that said it is a trustworthy man. Oh, don't be silly. The Bible says they searched to see if the things Paul said was so. They searched daily. The Bible says it is the glory of God. 26 verse 2 of Proverbs. To conceal a matter is the honor of kings to search it out. 26 verse 25. 25 verse 1 and 2. 26 verse 3. Something else. The glory of God to conceal a matter and the glory of kings to search it out. Okay, I like this translation. I use the same word. King James says glory and honor of kings. No, it's the same word. I always told you. This says it right. Glory of God. It, see, listen, it's the glory of God to conceal a matter, to conceal it. That gives God glory to hide things. Like, no, if God wants to say, let him say plainly, plainly. It is the glory of God to hide it. He's a God who hides himself. So keep your opinions to yourself. No, no, no. You, know, say, you see me? You see when people go into explaining all sorts of things, me, I don't want to hear. Anything I cannot see plainly is not real. Continue. You won't read your Bible. It is God. It gives God glory for the thing to be hidden. It is the glory of kings. He does it so only kings will find what he has. Because he's the great king of kings. And kings have the habit of going around saying, excuse me. Ah. Now, if your character does not is not interested in searching anything out, just know. You're not called to rule and reign with Christ. It's kings that reign. Are you hearing me? He used it as a test to disqualify, to create a short list. Is this clear? Don't let it offend you. If it offends you, it means I'm sorry. You're a commoner. This matter, we are talking to kings. Disciples are called to be kings. You must be willing to search out matters, to ask questions, to inquire, to challenge it, to say, but anyone that says, hey, don't question me. 
Husband is not kingly material you're dealing with. Why shouldn't they question you? Are you God? God, God Almighty said, Come, let us reason together. Who did you say you were again? His older brother. The Almighty God says, Come, let us reason together. Come, come, let's talk. God never minds your questioning him. Never minds. I've shown you in the Bible how men came. Ah, oh, time. Mm. They had given the law, the Passover, the 14th day of the first month. Some men had to bury someone. Therefore, they were defiled by reason of a dead body. And they came, they said, why should we not celebrate with the Lord's chosen? Moses didn't say, why are you asking me? Didn't you hear the law? Go away. No, Moses knew God. He knew his character. He said, wait here. Let me inquire of the Lord. And he asked the Lord. The Lord answered him. He came back and told him. God said, if you miss first Passover, you can partake. In the second month, they will celebrate another one. Wow. What if they didn't ask? The daughters of Zelophehad, their father died. No son. They were women. What would they do about inheritance? They went to Moses. Moses said, wait here. Let me ask the Lord. Came back. Said, the Lord said, if a man dies without his son, the inheritance goes to the daughters. At once. That's God's character. This is the God they say has changed. May my God stay the same. God is not, God has no problem with being questioned. So if you see someone that gets offended and say, Who are you? Sit down. Tell <laughs> him, sir. Sorry, sir. Don't be angry, sir. But, sir, this is not Christ's character. The people used to raise hands while Jesus was preaching and ask questions. Have you read in your Bible? Did you ever say, Sit down, man. Sit down. <laughs> Sit down. Did he say that? They will ask him and say, So what does the law say? He will engage. You wouldn't be offended. You only get offended because you have something to hide. Let's define some terms. Okay. The Bible says in this place that these people were given authority to judge. What will happen in a thousand year reign? I'm going to say little because you need to attend the class. All right. If they were given authority to judge, it shows you they were not angels or some other creature. They were human beings like you and I. And if it says they were given authority to judge, what about that mindset most of you have that is only jesus that will judge the nation just know you're wrong okay the bible says in the book of first corinthians chapter 6 verse 1 to 3 i'll only read parts say or oh, do you not know that the saints will judge the world do you not know that the saints will judge the world i thought jesus is the to judge the world he shares his authority he always does when he was here on earth he called the 12 and gave them authority to cast out demons to heal the sick to raise the dead he breathed on them later when he rose this is before they got the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Authority can be shared, a concept we have discussed a couple of times. I can call a human being and share my authority with him. Your teacher in school shares his authority sometimes with someone that may not even be the class monitor in primary school. Come here, uh, a mecca here is in charge. Anybody that causes trouble, take note, keep this class in order. She has, she has, she has just shared authority. Authority has just been given to handle things. That's how authority works. Through words, through recognition. I hope you get this. I'll tell you another scripture. Psalm 2 verse 7 to 9. Where he said that he will. The son. He said the Lord said to me. You are my son. Today I have begotten you. Ask of me and I will make the nations your heritage. And the ends of the earth your possession. You shall break them with a rod of iron. And dash them in pieces like a potter's vessel. Now it's very clear. If you go and read Psalm 2 from the beginning. That is talking about the Lord Jesus. But look at something in Revelation 2 verse 25 to 27. Only hold fast what you have until I come. The one who conquers. This is Jesus writing to the church. And who keeps my works until the end. To him I will give authority over the nations. And he will rule them with a rod of iron. As when earthen pots are broken in pieces. Even as I myself have received authority from my father. 
The exact thing the father promised the son in Psalm 2. He promises the overcomer company, the first fruit company in Revelation chapter 2. The same thing. So are we going to be struggling with Jesus? No. Authority is always typically subdelegated for you to function properly. God told Elijah, go, anoint Elisha to stand in your office, anoint Hazael to stand in the place of the king of Syria, Ben-Hadad, and anoint Jehu in the place of Ahab. As he said that, stepped away. Do you know Elijah anointed only one person, Elisha. Elisha anointed Hazael and a son of the prophet anointed Jehu. God still took Elijah to heaven. He didn't say, oh, I sent this right to pick you. He didn't do what I said. Hey, hey, come on. Don't enter. Right, come back. It didn't happen. Things don't work like that in the spirit. God gives some authority. Authority can be shared. There's authority that cannot be shared, but there's authority that can be shared. And wise people learn to collect the one they have per time. Before the Holy Spirit came, he said, you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. But before that, he gave them his own power to go and do things. Are you understanding? You can advance someone's power until they get their own. Is this clear? He said, in that day, you not ask in my, you, you not ask out through me, you know, you ask the Father directly. So there's something like progression in authority. Like every other promise of God, there are conditions to fulfill, to partake in this. Revelation 20 tells you the conditions. Amongst other things, it tells you that they were beheaded in verse 11 for the testimony of Jesus and the word of God. Okay, no, you see Revelation 12, 11, but we read that in between verse 4, 5, 6, when we read it. Okay, they beheaded for the testimony of Jesus and the word of God. What does that mean? It doesn't mean everyone is only those that were physically killed for Jesus that will partake. It means when you're willing to drop your head, your mind, how you think because of Jesus, for the word of God. It tells you for the word of God. Give me, come on, open it for me now. Revelation, just be fast. Verse 4. And then it tells you there that they were beheaded for their testimony. They were witnessing about Jesus, trying to make the truth about Jesus known. And they were killed. It didn't say it's unbelievers that killed them. It might be church people. You lose your head for the word of God. In the place of your this, your brain, you remove it and the word of God is replaced there. When you talk, there's everything Bible, everything. You're, you're on this Bible every time. And they reject you. They cast you out. They fight you. They despise you because of that. You must take notes and know that you may just be accumulating a reward for yourself. Is this clear? Make sure you're not afraid of losing your head. Because these are the qualifications for those that were given authority to judge. For those of you that look at people, you're hearing me now or you're seated here. And you look at people and tell them, cool down for Jesus. Cool down. This Jesus thing. Jesus will still be here uh, for now. You, you can be sure you will not be in this group guaranteed because you will not lose your head you keep your head intact your own thinking the way you think you have kept it keep it well because that's all you have your own head those that are willing to drop all their intelligence everything else now there are those that will say no we have the two my head and the head of christ how will you do that they cannot be two heads it's against nature you're a monster so there's no two heads jesus will not share head headship Jesus is either that. What else? They didn't worship the beast or its image, and neither did they receive the mark of the beast on their hands or the forehead. Okay? Christians have been killed for their faith so many times and all that. You and I face choices every day to lay down our lives for Christ. Paul said it how? I die daily. Take up your cross daily. There's a process. This is not, you went through whatever you went through today, and at different times, your head told you something, and the mind of Christ. The Spirit of God told you something else. Did anyone have any clashes today? Was anyone challenged today with to go 
the way your mind would go or to go the way you believe God, the Bible, Scripture, the Spirit wants you to go. Anybody? Every time you go with the mind of Christ, you're being beheaded. I used to, it's like you don't have a head. People have looked at some people I know and said, oh boy, you don't get sense. That's be a beheading. It's not what they said. It is that what you're doing. Like you have the chance to just make one million in a dishonest way and you walked away from it. Are you crazy? That's beheading. Another person says, thank Jesus. They actually give God praise and sin. And say the blood of Jesus will wash it away. It will. But you will not be in this company. Do you understand this? You will not be amongst those who rule and reign. So every time you lay down your life for Jesus, but every time you deny him by doing the wrong thing, I'm sorry. You know, 1 Corinthians 15, 31 says, I die every day. I die daily. Okay? And uh, Luke 9, 23, verse 27 said, Let him deny. If anyone will come after me, that's Luke 9, verse 23, 27. I'm reading only a part. If anyone will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. Have you heard that? It's daily. Take up your cross. Not some days. Crosses are not for wearing on your neck. They are for dying. Okay? Sorry, I'm in a hurry. I don't have time to explain. For uh. what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses or forfeits himself? So, the process of taking up your cross daily and dying, that is how you die. It's not physical. You can't, physically, typically, you die once. But every every time you say, Kai, I would have just gotten this. Oh, I should have slapped that guy. Hey, I wanted to answer that girl. Every time you do, for Jesus, you are carrying your cross. Every time. Every time. Now, some people take it like, no. You hear people say, am I Jesus? That's exactly why you will not enjoy what Jesus is enjoying. To sit at the right hand of the Father. But there is a generation that will sit at the right hand of the Father. He said, if anyone overcomes in Revelation 2, he will sit. No, with chapter 3. He said to the Laudation Church, he will sit with me in my throne. And where is his throne? At the right hand of the Father. You will not sit. Because you have refused to be Jesus. You are supposed to be like him. You are supposed to take up your cross and follow him. He carried his cross. You are to join and carry yours and follow him. Will it be painful? Yes! How many times? Yes! Crosses are not enjoyable. You don't say, no, put it there. No, shift here. Bah! <laughs> put it deeper. Put the nail. Uh -huh. Oh yeah, this hand. Hammer it away! <laughs> There's nothing like that. Nails are painful! Jesus hung there. He came from heaven for the purpose and went, Hello, 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 Why? It's not enjoyable. He prayed, God, please, can this cup pass me by? Because he saw a vision of what was coming. Horrendous. But he went through it. Crosses are not nice. You feel like coming down. Right? Like God, please, God, please, please. So many people that once said, Lord, anything you want, I'll follow you. And many of you are sitting here. God forbid you do it. At some point, you're like, God, I've tried. <laughs> God, I've tried. <laughs> God, I've tried. I've tried. I've tried. I have tried. I beg you, enough is enough. You go to your wife, honey, we are making money. Enough is enough. What do you think? You, many of you don't understand what happened to many servants of God. Even like I commented on earlier. They came to a place and, mm -mm. So, and then someone came with a message. Do you know in Jesus you are to enjoy? They, if you see how they dropped the cross, eh? Bagger. And embraced false prosperity teaching. And it spread everywhere. Like the wild false grace is spreading. That's how. If you know how strange what was being preached as prosperity is 
was years ago. Nobody was speaking. Everybody knew that if you loved God seriously, you suffered. In this Nigeria, the 30s, the 40s, the 50s, Babylon, all those people, they would lock them in prison for healing people. People have suffered for years. People were shocked in Charles, John Wesley's time and Charles and all of that. They were shocked when they started making money. They didn't know what to do. So it was a problem. They went to John Wesley. What do we do? They are making money. They couldn't understand. You know what happened? Because they became honest. They were not drunkards. Every, they said out of every four houses in England at the time, England, UK, England, every four houses was a gin producing factory. Kai Kai. Things were bad. And then here people were getting saved, getting saved, cleaning up, not drinking. So the person that is the tinker, the person that is the smith, the person that is a tailor, the person that is a leather man, all of them, Tana, they are doing their work, not drunk. Not that you come. Hey, where, where's the tanner? Say, hey, how are you? Go back. Come tomorrow. So all that drunk, all the Christians. Question. Do you know where unbelievers or anybody is doing business? They don't care your religion. Who sells your father's clothes? Normal places. Lagos, cities, we are here. Who the street? Is it? Who, is, whose clothes are they selling there? The sultan's clothes. This who the street here in Uyo. The house are men are on. Are they always busy? Are they making clothes? For who? People from where? From the north, from the south, in Lagos, who they make them? Everywhere, who are the masters of certain kinds of clothes? Do they have customers? Do they have too many customers? Nobody cares where you're from when they want something. They don't care. When they want cow meat, they know where to go. When they want something, they know where to go. That's exactly what happened. The people, nobody cares. Hey, this man, now you're born again. I'll not do business with you. No, they will do business with you. Because this is the faithful tailor. This is the faithful seamstress. This is the faithful... Can you understand why they start having money? <laughs> because they were the ones who were constantly saved. And they taught them to be hardworking. So they worked hard. They will go to church. They will not joke with church. Every Wednesday they will fast, typically. That's why till today, hair method is still doing. That's where it comes from. They were all behaving properly. So money started coming. Money started increasing. Money was just increasing. I've often told you guys, you don't need to go after money to have money. At all. Just be faithful, consistent, and trustworthy. Money will come after you. Be lazy. I'm not talking to you. Be hardworking. Willing to serve. Do your best to please the person that employed you. <laughs> They'll not be promoting you. Boom, boom, boom. They'll not be promoting you. Around people will be angry. They'll be promoting you. Even if, I know, they persecuted me because I'm a Christian. They now block me. They will unblock you. When it's time, God is testing you to see if you stay faithful. If you carry your cross daily, do you understand? Then when it's time, it goes, ah, and he exalts you to the right hand of glory. Do you understand? This is how things work. So, I'm saying that the scriptures tell us that deny denying ourselves is the process. Okay? You can also note down Matthew 10 verse 32 to 33 and the book of Revelation 17 verse 1 to 6. It tells you that he saw a woman drunk with the blood of the saints. And the blood of the Matthias of Jesus. So these are people laying down their lives. Finally, I'll read uh, Revelation chapter 6. Especially from about... <clears throat> Let me read all. When he opened the fifth seal, I, I saw under the altar the souls of those who had been slain for the word of God. Did you see why they were killed? For what? The word of God. The book of Matthew chapter 13 tells you that persecution arose because of the word of God. When people started coming to this congregation many years ago, they couldn't understand why they had been unserious, living in sin, misbehaving, not being in school. Many of them were students. Many students came. These were all kinds of people living all kinds of bad lives. And their parents were not persecuting them. 
Then they came here. They heard the word of God. They heard a lot of the word of God. And they changed. And persecution arose. So they are not in a club. They are in church. Persecution arose. But they were in club before. A club with men that are not their husbands or their fathers either. They were in all sorts of places. Some were not even in the states. They would travel to other states. They did all sorts of things. Male and female. Hung out with cultists. Then they started coming to... Not just any church, because almost all of them were going to church while they're doing that. Mixing it seemingly successfully. Then they sat under the word, hearing the word. Not that they said any strange thing. Not that they believed any strange thing. But they started practicing the word. And persecution arose. You don't understand it till you experience it. You, it doesn't make sense. They never disturbed you before. Suddenly, very good children became bad children. Like they were bad before. Everybody managed. Then they became good, so good that their classmates said, you are too good. Then persecution, their parents suddenly start attacking them. They'll tell people, pack home, leave that hostel, pack, come back, come back, come back to the house. So you not move. Why? Jesus had told you that persecution arises for one reason, not because you're praying, because of the word. The word of God is a light in darkness. What happens when people here are trying to do dark things and you lift up a bright lamp? You don't understand. What will you hear? Sharp, sharp. Of that light, of that light, of that light, and you refuse to offer. You read, you increase the brightness. Someone will throw a very hard thing at you. That's exactly what happens when you start hearing the word of God and obeying it. And many people don't know, and they get confused, and they start saying, "Maybe I'm doing the wrong thing. I think I'm doing the wrong thing. If it was not wrong, why are my parents attacking me? Why are my classmates? Why are my roommates? Why is everybody attacking me? What is this?" And some people cannot bear that cross and they withdraw and they go back to being sinners, successful sinners. But if you choose to do the right thing, that is hearing God's words and obey, you will be persecuted. All who live godly in Christ Jesus will suffer persecution. Don't live godly. You won't have some problem. And a lot of this persecution, take note, Jesus said, if you be my disciple, a lot of it will come from family, close people. The last people that should, I've had parents tell me, they say, eh, I know, eh, and they'll say something and I'll listen and listen. I say, sorry, you're saying that your child has gotten worse since they started coming here. They don't help with things. They say, eh, eh, that one, eh, yes, eh, they are help, eh, they help in the house, they, they've changed. Eh, bet, 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 bet. I say, but what? I don't like them coming back. There's a young man that used to be in this church or he still is, I see him once in a while. He said he used to get home. They will, he'll go home by nine o'clock. They'll lock the door. They'll lock him out. He was like 18 years old, I think, or 17. He said that he used to get home by 12 midnight, one, normal. They never ever locked the door. They would keep his food for him. There was never a single problem in his life. 9 o'clock was the problem. 9 p.m. is later than 1 a.m. Have you ever done that match before? <laughs> All sorts of things happen. Why? Because of the word that you are obeying. Not hearing only. You are hearing it and obeying it. There will be persecution. Even though you are helpful, even though you are honest, even though you tell the truth, even though you are different, you stop stealing, you stop doing all those things you did. The Bible tells you, and I'm reading it, they had been slain, they were killed for the word of God and for the witness they had borne. They cried out with a loud voice, O sovereign Lord, holy and true, how long before you will judge and avenge our blood on those who dwell on the earth? Then they were each given a white robe and told to rest a little longer until the number of their fellow servants and their brothers should be complete who were to be killed. These people are afraid. They don't change it. 
who were to be killed as they themselves had been is the same thing their brothers were killed just as they had been killed sorry did you did i talk to you about death on wednesday did i talk to you about death did you just see the scripture tell you that there's a list with number of people who have to be killed it is heavy it's heavy your mouth have you? you better run now and become a muslim when they told you take up your cross and follow me it was a joke i said crosses are for dying so some of you will die daily you go and walk in one office like this every day you have to stand for righteousness everybody in this hates you in that office you have not done a single wrong thing you you come you're the earliest you're the most faithful but you don't allow them steal money if the fire passes through your table people are planning for you i heard that Romeo side talk about it that he, he gets to the, he got to the office and the holy spirit said don't sit on that chair this is the chair he's to sit as a big man he said don't sit on that chair so he sat on the visitor's chair another day days passed he came out of it he came the holy spirit said don't sit on this one sit on this one so he sat on this one after it happened a couple of times the men came together they said forgive us we are bad men you two we, we are bad people which cult are you in? <laughs> he said the cult of jesus <laughs> <laughs> for real they not they i told him they were burying things under the chair when they bury bury he will not sit the day they swap and bury there he will sit but they feared him like this <laughs> like what kind of human being is this i want you to understand this that <laughs> things are not how you think just me things are not how you think it is obvious that those who deny the lord will be denied when the lord returns with his holy angels it's obvious the scriptures tell you so he says you will be denied if you denied me i will deny you we've studied this many times it's in the scriptures very clear the language is clear matthew tells you it's repeated timothy is told by john uh, by paul again and people actually quote the verse to say the opposite instead of reading the verse above before you read the next one they read a verse that says the opposite of what they are saying it says if you deny him he's faithful he can't deny him so the verse before said if you deny me i'll deny you but directly then he pointed out that you denying me will not make me not be who i am but he has finished telling you he'll deny you above plainly and you're busy saying no he won't deny me he said he would deny you in the same passage all right so stand for the values and precepts entrenched in scripture don't move right or left it will bring hate they will despise you remember there are two marks in the bible there's a mark of the lord on his bond servants the mark of the bond servants and there's a mark of the beast you find this in the book of ezekiel 9 verse 4 to 6 we find it in Revelation 7 verse 1 to 3. We just studied it some days ago. There's no way I'm going to read it again. And uh, Daniel 7 verse 17. Revelation 13 verse 11 to 18. And you can read Revelation 12. Now one of the things you notice with Revelation 13. It says that you can't buy or sell if you don't have the mark. That means the mark is an economic one. It has an economic nature. If it's needed for buying and selling. There's no question. It has to do. That's why Jesus said you cannot serve God and mammon. So money is a major disqualifier from your being part of the company that will rule and reign with Christ. Okay? The Bible says you should judge yourself and you will not be judged. It tells you who the child that was caught up. Many people say this is Jesus. It says a male child was born. The dragon waited to swallow it in Revelation 12 verse 1 to 5. And you be caught up to God and to his throne. Alright? And people say yeah. And uh, that is Jesus. And that that woman is Mary. <laughs> wow. 12 stars. You've seen her picture. That picture with 12 stars around her head. The moon under her feet is not Mary. That's a picture of Israel. Physical and spiritual. That's the Israel of God. That's Israel of old. Do you remember the 12 stars buying down to Joseph? 
stars 12 good she was clothed in the sun the moon was under her feet god created the light the greater light to rule the day and the lesser night light to rule the night there's no time just know this that that's israel okay she brought forth a son physical the jew called jesus christ but the spiritual israel will also bring the city with foundation she will also bring forth sons and she'll bring forth a son a man child company who will be caught up they will rule in the heavens it's them we are talking about they will rule and reign in christ the bible says she gave birth to a male child a man child one who is to rule all the nations with a rod of iron have we come across that before that is him it tells you who this son is and we saw who he was we saw that he was jesus in psalm 2 then we saw he was the overcomers in revelations 2 and here you are told that this person brings the heavenly jerusalem brings forth a child babylon mystery babylon brings forth children too you better not be in her because your end is not good i am working with others around the world who please god on bringing forth the man child company we are helping to birth a people whose mind is on things above not on things on the earth you can despise everything you hear someday you will wish you did not judge yourself you won't be judged first Corinthians 11 verse 31 to 32 it says that when we are judged you're being disciplined so you will not be condemned along with the world so God will discipline you so you become okay then he says examine yourself to see whether you're in the faith test yourselves or don't you realize this about yourself that Jesus Christ is in you unless indeed you fail to meet the test this second Corinthians 13 verse 5 you're being told to test yourself whether you are in the faith faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of god so check if what you're standing in is the word of god because if it's not the word of god you are not in the faith you're believing a lie you're not standing in the faith all right so when you're out of faith does not mean you came out and say i deny jesus i reject jesus that's not what it means it means that you're on the path of stepping out of christ step by step okay and um i'm going to answer some of these questions uh in the uh, personality to a person who asked i'll read the other question that i think was important for all of us is he asked how does one prepare how does one prepare this world there's a very important question you know um you know how does one prepare everything i teach every time everything i'm preaching is preparing when i talk to you for example like i did on what day friday or whichever day when i talk to you about nigeria i tell you how to think about political matters i'm preparing you if you don't take it seriously you enter trouble with god because you murmur and grumble and complain against god ordained leadership you say it can never be god you say all sorts of things in the process you will curse like many curse and god will show you on the day of judgment when he opens the books say did you not read here that you should not curse the ruler of your people it's not a matter of your feeling it was a command i commanded you not to curse the ruler of your people it didn't matter who the ruler was it was a command do not curse the ruler of your people you went with your feelings it's like not cursing your father and mother. Your father could be a drunkard. You're not still allowed to curse them. Now everybody understands that. Preachers especially understand that they have this mindset. I don't agree with them. But they try to say whatever they do, you should never question it. Who, who says that thing the most? Who they talk and pass? Who says it the most that eh, no matter what, eh, man of God, no, don't say anything. Is it not preachers? What kind of hypocrisy is that? Blatant hypocrisy. You... Do you know the Bible says you should not have unequal weight? Who has read that in the Bible? You don't understand what unequal weight means. You don't understand what unequal weight means. I wish I had something like a cup, a container. Let's pretend these are containers. Hmm? Let's pretend these are containers. Both of these things. You measure things in them and pour out for people. Let's pretend they are hollow. Okay? You measure things and pour out. 
So what they used to do, that's like cup, a gary cup. People would have different weights. You see, they look alike, but I've removed part of it here. It's not the same height. I've reduced it. You may not notice. They, in their bag. So when you read in your Bible and you hear in your bag that God weighs the measures in the bag, they'll carry a bag. They'll walk around. They'll weigh things. This is how they traded. Even money. You may not know, but when they say a shekel, a dinar, they used to weigh it. It's the weight of the gold that was the measure. So the weight of gold, this amount. So they'll bring out a scale, put it, weigh it. Then they say, okay, I've paid you. Because you can take that gold, melt it into any shape or silver. God said he does not like, again, many, many scriptures on unequal weights, unequal measures. You shall at least give me one or two. Many, many like that. Proverbs 20 verse 23. Unequal weights are detestable to the Lord. And dishonest scales are no good. There are many others. And you'll be wondering, what does this even mean? You know, in our time, what does this mean? It means you shouldn't be deceiving people. Don't have different measurements. When you want to sell to him, he's a fellow seller. He knows when you try to deceive him. So you bring out the real one. The correct one. You measure. Oh boy, that's three, three, three cups. So I mean, you've seen. Uh -huh. Me, I don't cheat people. I don't cheat people. Then this other brother comes. You don't know about the man. Just, ah, okay, I'll put three cups for you. And he cheats you. He brings out, the, he puts his hand in. He knows there's one, a crack on the edge of the other one. He knows. So he brings it out of the bag, okay? The, the Bible tells you, they, they carry it in a bag. Wait, different measures. This measure, that measure, that measure. They'll put in the hand. They have the fake one and the real one. When you find yourself, whenever something happens, when you're talking, it's your brother or your sister that is involved. You pull out a certain weight to measure them. Are you hearing me? Christians don't know it. If you knew what unequal weights mean, if you know how guilty you are, if you know how guilty Christians are, so you, you stay with people. Is your brother? You, you're talking about the man from the other local government or from the other tribe. Did you hear? They said they gave ten million for that thing. The man chopped it. There is a God in heaven. God will punish that man. That's what you say. Then your uncle, they whisper to you. That your generous favorite uncle, your your your, your brother that is his PA says, <laughs> you know that money they sent. Uncle took all. <laughs> he said I should give you. How much is that? Two hundred k. Ah, God will bless him. Okay, what I'm describing is not happening every day. God will bless him, Abby. God will bless him. Wait till judgment day. That is why when that trumpet sounds, if you see how few will go, we'll hear it. You are totally unholy. You are crooked and bent you have no regard for the almighty god you have no regard you go with what favors you your measures are different if your favorite preacher says something it must be the truth if that other one that is in the other church that you heard and your grandfather's time they had a quarrel hey he must be an evil man he's a very evil man leave he's talking nonsense talking nonsense does he know what he's saying then the same thing is said by someone else you admire you say hmm Mm, mm. different measures you measure things with different weights you should use the same measure if it is true it is true if it is false it is false if you should test it when they say certain things they say check it the Bible. i'm not checking anything when the other person you like says it you say no first we have to check it in the bible have you checked it in the bible since when do you start checking things in the Bible? So it depends on who. So you have unequal measures. Are you understanding how it works? You weigh things differently depending on who is involved. Depending on the time. But you are to be constant. 
you have to be steady is this clear the scriptures say so i'm answering these questions it says in first thessalonians 4 16 to 17 and revelations 1 verse 7 and mark 13 26 to 27 and first corinthians 51 to 57 that those who are asleep dead will first be cut up then those that are alive and remain will be cut up with them many people think it's one event it's not please go through that class i will not expound on this because before the last thing i want to expound upon is how do you manage the fact that we are on earth this my friend asked he said how we are on earth we need clothes food shelter but sometimes these things are draining us distracting us spiritually and physically how many of you want to know the answer how do you attend to providing basic needs handling the distractions that come with them and still keep our eyes on getting prepared for this all these things you come here every time i'm pointing i'm talking about it's coming it's coming it's coming and then you hear another time i'm talking to you and i'm saying learn a skill work hard does it confuse you some of, some of you feel like stopping everything and just let's just gather here don't just be here we can fast most of the time and then we'll somewhere. just waiting oh lord when come it down so i said it was a very good question and rather than send the answer to him personally i want to share with everybody the book of john 17 when you go go and read it okay it tells you about being in this world okay it talks about being in this world and the lord jesus said i have given them your word please read the whole chapter i am grabbing portions okay from verse 9 to 21 i'm just reading tiny portions here and there i have given them your word and the world has hated them because <laughs> they are not of the world just as i am not of the world do you notice the word again do you notice what happened when he gave them his word what did the world do the world hated them are you here this is why most people have gotten rid of the word of god it's why people don't like scripture don't be asking all of you that wonder eh, but pastor eh, but it seems we you know we this world we are too <laughs> you don't understand i wouldn't have to spend so much time studying the bible if everybody from wherever they came from they were studying it when you have to explain a b c everything there's such a a famine of the word but it had been prophesied that there would be a famine of the words of god so we are not surprised it's what happens when the heavens are closed it's sin that takes away the word when god wants to show mercy to a people what does the bible say in mark chapter 6 it says and he had compassion on them and taught them so people say i have grace i have grace you have grace are you being taught be careful because if god has compassion on you he begins to teach you things explaining things to you giving sight to you and understanding and light not money you want money the fastest way to get money who knows satan ah you don't read your bible satan offered jesus money so if you don't have understanding leave it if satan looked at jesus said the glory of this one has been given to me if you just bow down small i'll give you he said it has been given to me i have authority over it why do you think the mark of the beast is a, a financial thing that is why everybody your heart is in money sorry 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 in advance sorry 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 for you you want to combine it loving money and loving god don't do it work hard money will come naturally when it comes don't pile it up resist the temptation to to look at how much you piled up that is called the love of money that thing will finish you off this habit's being taught people to pile up money don't pile it up 
Don't enjoy looking. If you need to save money to buy a car, to rent a house, to do save. That's called saving for a purpose. Any money that has no purpose other than to exist and be growing taller, more. How many zeros now? I want three more zeros by the end of this year. Next 10 years, I want to count 70 zeros. You're finished. You, money owns you. Mammon. That's the name of the demon. I want that word that uh, the other brother got on money. Compiled as one. Fuse that thing as one and put it out. Let it be on the hall between this night or tomorrow morning. You know, put it on the other groups. About, about you, you've seen it, right? The, uh, what's it? Jezebel? What was it? Who posted that word? Oh, wow. You post what? You don't even know what you posted. About some days ago, some days ago, and a spirit comes to them, very beautiful, and all, and changes a very beautiful lady, and is offering him money, offering him money. Gold? Okay, now me post that. It's my spirit that posted it. I'm so wonderful. It means when I'm sleepy, I'm doing things. I don't even know what my power. I will post what I posted before, by the grace of God, by the authority vested in me. I'll find it where I'm posting again. All right, but it was in two pieces. Okay, so I want it fused. And I want it posted. What I think I edited it quite well. It will be posted. Read it, please. And it should be, please let it be recorded in the studio and put out so people can hear the audio very properly. Very, it's one of those short but dramatic, but it's the same thing we've been telling you for years. We've told you, we've seen the demon years ago. Different one, a few people. They saw Mammon landed, ugly thing, and changed to a very handsome man, walked into a church, walked into the pastor's office exchange took his authority his ring and a key he dropped it he gave him a suitcase of money and the man swapped and he walked out as he was passing all the church members were stretching their hands like a messiah has come <gasps> they're trying to touch him his perfume was fame and you see people all over selling their soul sell your soul for fame then you transmit into christian entertainment you just go straight from you you break every rule to get fame. Then you go like this. Be very careful. You know, I've told you, I don't like people that are famous and they don't disappear first. You just go straight from fame here. Yeah, you just jump into fame. Where? You're not in the kingdom of God. No way. Between Egypt and the promised land, there's a wilderness. I'll be pulling stunts like that. Are you a kangaroo? What kind of powerful kangaroo? You jumped from Egypt, landed straight in the promised land. It's a lie. Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ, Son of God Almighty. Angels announce his birth. Everything happened. You hear about him shine briefly at 12. Then he disappears to 30. Who did you say you are again? Cool down, no? Everybody that you've been taught about instant fame. You go online, you make yourself popular by force. God have mercy on you. You cannot, I don't care how successful you appear, you're in trouble. Because you're not using the right way. You're using wrong methods. There's a proper time and procedure for every matter. Let me answer that question in a few minutes. I have given them your word and the world has hated them because they are not of the world. Just as I am not of the world. I do not ask that you take them out of the world, but that you keep them from the evil one. So the whole world lies under the power of the evil one. And he's saying, don't take them out of the world, but while they are here, keep them from his power, his rule over them. They are not of the world, just as I am not of the world. Now listen to a solution. Sanctify them in the truth or by the truth. Your word is truth. You want to know how to survive in the world? Brothers and sisters, you have to marinate in the word. Enter it like, like a bathtub and soak in the word. Other than that, forget it. Pray till your throat, your tongue falls out. Don't soak in the word. Don't be in the world day and night. Don't study. Don't dwell. Don't sit. Don't be with those that are studying. Don't go after it. 
And when you want to go after it, go after the fake one. The one that scratches your itching ears. Look for the one that says what you like to hear. Look for things that can be proven false. That do not rhyme with scriptures. I can assure you that's not the word. You will not be sanctified. How you know you've been in the word? It separates you. Sanctification is the word holiness. To be made holy. It means to be separated from the world. So it's like insulation against this world. As you hear it and obey it, you're insulated from the world. This is the solution the Lord Jesus gave us. As you sent me into the world, so I have sent them into the world. God sent you into the world. And for their sake, I consecrate myself that they also may be sanctified in truth. You want to be clean? You want to be in the world and not tainted, stained by the world? Then consecrate yourself. And if you do that, it will result in others being sanctified in the truth. Okay? I do not ask for these only, that's his 12 apostles, but also for those who will believe in me through their word, that they may all be one, just as you, Father, are in me and I in you, that they also may be in us, so that the world may believe that you have sent me. Philippians 2, 14 to 16. Do all things without grumbling or questioning, that you may be blameless and innocent. You want to be blameless? Now, most Christians do not want to be blameless, but you should want to be blameless. The Bible tells you over and over again to be blameless. Is there a doctrine flying around that says it's not what you do and how you live? The blood of Jesus does not make you blameless. The blood of Jesus justifies you. It doesn't make you blameless. The blood of Jesus covers you. I started saying it last week. I didn't complete it. Look at this blood. You see it? Huh? Red like this. Pretend this is the blood. This blood of Jesus, it covers you. Covers. Covers. Atonement covers. The blood covers. When you cover something, has it disappeared or is it still there? Why do you think you got born again and your sin nature is still doing... Why do you think? You're like, God, I thought when I get born again, all these things will disappear. <laughs> it did not disappear. The power of God restrained it. Then he said, work out your salvation. Go and read Judges chapter 3. He said, God left enemies so that they will learn how to fight. You develop muscle by exercising it. So every time you have to fight Satan, Muscles are developing. Are you hearing me? The fight makes you strong. Like God, if only you just take away all opposition, I will live a good Christian life. He will never take away all opposition. He's teaching you to fight. Blessed be your God who teaches your hands to war and your fingers to fight, not to sleep, to fight. Fight. Your God is a warrior. It's all over your Bible. The Lord of hosts, the Lord of the armies. That's what host means. Armies. God likes fight. I'm sorry. I thought he's a peace. I thought he's the prince of peace. What did Jesus say in Luke 12? You think I came to bring peace? I came to bring a sword from this time in a household. Son against daughter. Uh, uh, father. Father against son. Mother against daughter. How many of you, you came to Jesus? Mother arose against you. Look around you. Look around you. This is not story. This is in this congregation. Most of our people are not here. They are on strike. How many of you? Father arose against you, son. Not because of sin. Because of righteousness. Because of holy living. Because of walking away from sin. That's how you know that you have encountered the word of God. That's the enemy. Testing your resolve. Choose this day whom you will serve. And if you say, I will stand for what? Now, some did not. Some fell away. I don't blame them, but well, you see, it's a qualification process, like boot camp. The Lord does it to test you. He says, do all things without grumbling or questioning, that you may be blameless and innocent. Have you read in James chapter 3 that 
if any man is blameless in his speech, that is blameless, his whole body. Why do you think God, Satan, why do you think, why do you think I tell you to not grumble and complain about government, about things? You think, how, how can you look at me and think I have any connection to government? How? Who do I know? Nobody. Nobody. There's nothing. There's, do I look like a political animal? I have zero interest. Politics, politicians, nothing. So what could possibly be my benefit for constantly telling you to act differently from all the people around you? <laughs> I have one reason. The benefit is that I want you guys to be with me. I want us to march as a group up to Jesus and say, Master. And he says, well done, good and faithful servants. You guys, you went, you're amongst the group that didn't used to complain. Yeah, this is the one. The Bible says there's no deceit or guile in their lips. You think it's easy. It's not easy. You want to grumble too. You want to complain. You want to say everything everyone is saying. Always speaking against someone, some group, someone, and you sit amongst people. And everybody's talking and you can't say anything. And sometimes they come after you and start poking you. And when you open your mouth, you say, we shouldn't be speaking. And they, if not for more than that, you know they would eat you. You know they would tear you in pieces and suya you. They'll do suya night on you. Who has been near that before? Where you almost became suya. Barbecue. Not because you did anything bad, but because you quoted the Bible. Like, how dare you quote Bible for elders, preachers, every kind. And we take it as the norm. Some of you sit there, you, do, you didn't know. Now you know. I know I'm not saying much. Go and read the magazine. It has, there's no benefit. There's nothing like, uh, you know, a pastor is supporting this person now. What are you talking about? I don't know nobody. I have no interest at all. But I do know scripture. And I know scripture say grumbling and mumbling is one of the five sins that made our ancestors die in the wilderness. He said with them, the father was not pleased. In the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 10, he said they grumbled and in one day, they died in thousands. The Bible says God sent fiery serpents among them and he beat them. Snakes beat them. Do you know what happens when a snake bites you? Poison goes into you. Bitterness. When you read the brother's testimony, he had poison in him because of grumbling and complaining. That's a sample. This his testimony will be a witness against so many people. We should print it out by itself. A tract that is just that testimony because this is too costly. So the next thing we do, I want this extracted uh, blessing tomorrow, tomorrow, tomorrow. You know, let's immediately see about printing just the testimony. Spread it everywhere. We'll add one or two, three things. So it will be a witness. So they will not say, Lord, I didn't know. Why did you not know? They will tell Pastor Ita and his people. They spread it. They told you. They showed you. We'll put scriptures on grumbling and complaining. You think it's a birthright. No, it's a destroyer. You are killing yourself with your mouth. You're, you're piling blame on you. And by the way, remember by your words, you are justified. By your words, you are condemned. Every single thing you say about someone else will be used against you on the day of judgment. Even while you're alive. When I say day of judgment, there are many days of judgment. Then there's the ultimate day of judgment. <laughs> you don't understand. If you are an unbeliever, well, I can't handle you. You better believe scripture. You don't say... Did you hear when I spoke about... One month or two ago, they were, I know they went to pick my kids. I said, I was preaching and I got very animated on a Sunday morning. I said, people see someone, they say he committed a crime. He stole. They should kill him. They should kill him. They should burn him with tie. How have you heard me do it? I told you my wife left here. I was still here praying for first time. As the meeting was over, Sunday, I'll be here till evening. My wife left here, was on the way to pick my kids. She was on the road passing. She saw people gathered around a thief. They say stole plantain. They were going to burn him to death. They had passed. My wife said, stop, 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 reverse. Remembering that I had just, I was talking about it. The meeting was supposed to have closed. Who was here? 
it was Sunday. It's like I'd finished preaching. That thing that happens. Then I started talking about this thing and saying, how dare you? How dare you say they should kill him? When you, you stole. Did they kill you? And because of that, she stops, comes down and begs and begs and begs. Because she's a woman, they didn't attack her. The other guy that was there that went to put him out, they said, oh, you're a monk. You're the part of the gang. The guy had to shit before they burned him to. The guy that took a, took a big plank, smacked his, his ear, cut, just terrible stuff. Blood everywhere. And long story short, they eventually left him. But it was bad. That's how God often will speak about things. Do I think God doesn't do judgments? <laughs> I know God does judgments. The few times I'm prophetic, a couple of times, different things. It's typically about judgment. And it's provable. It, God does speak through me. Even when I am not aware of what I'm saying. About judgment, even in, in, in our land. In, especially in the church domain. There's a video online. Uh, how, what do you call it? I don't know. Something about six days. Whatever. Check under my channel. It's out there. And there's a video clip. I don't know if it's there. I'm not too sure. Wait. Put the link up somewhere. Let people see. You know, online. And I, I was standing here in April. And I, I said something. I repeated something I said in 216. And I told the story. How six days after I said it, that judgment was coming on the church. A church building fell down and so many people died. And I repeated that story. Six days from when I repeated the story, a church building fell down. Again, that's not a coincidence. Because at the end of six days, judgment is coming. If you see what is coming these end days on the church of God, if you see how people deny Jesus, you don't understand. Those were signs. Those were signs. Those were not the fact that it's six days. It's not, it's not, it's not coincidence. Ah, wow. How come it's six days and six people got wounded? And it was six, what? There were other sixes. All sorts of sixes were involved. I can't remember. Can you remember? What was the other six? Six something, six days, six that, six. Just, it was six years since I said it. Since the other one. It's not a coincidence. That's God talking. It signs events that point to something. At the end of the age, dark days are coming. And there will be so much judgment on the body of Christ. There will be so much judgment on the body of Christ. Scary judgment, shakings, people will drop like flies. <laughs> Spend all your time digging foundations. If you like, say no. See, you don't understand. The temptation is too much. There is no temptation that has taken you that is not common to man. When that time comes, sing that song. If others have done it by the grace of God, you can't. You have no excuse. How much more if you have a company of believers? The Bible says you can be blameless and pure. Children of God without fault in a crooked and perverse generation. In the midst of a crooked and twisted generation. Among whom you shine as lights in the world. Holding fast to the word of life. Do you see how often this occurs? Do you see the place of the word? If you don't hold hard, fast, that's very tightly. To the word, you hold tight to church, you hold tight to people, you hold tight to opinions, you hold tight to all sorts of things, except what God says. And you say, no, I know the word. What do you know about the word? You know, the. you must know the real thing. And to know the real thing, you must spend time with it. A lot of time. Constantly, daily, at home, in your family devotions, as you gather. Just the other day, I said something. Where was it? Was it doing morning devotions? I didn't remember. What were you guys telling me? Was it in manipulation? So I gave the example of someone being bitten to death. Was it here? What did they do this man's people? Was that there when you talk about it? What was it I said about uh, a, an innocent person being bitten to, to, to death, tire and all that? Where was it? Was it here or in the house? Where? In the house. Okay, we're having my devotions and I was speaking. And I talked about how a righteous and innocent person can be blamed, you know, and beaten to death, you know, and, or, and how a wicked is not at home. You mind yourself. It's in this place. 
And I talked about how you don't know what someone did. Thursday morning, early in the morning, they beat someone to death on my street. I wasn't there, they told me. When you left here that night, by morning, they are beating someone, they beat someone to death. Remember, I was telling you, don't put mouth in every, you don't know. Do you remember how much I was illustrating it? It wasn't up to seven hours or eight, nine hours. What I was talking about had happened. Like they beat him till he died. Thief. They said thief, thief. They, they beat him till he died. The scriptures tell you you can be blameless. The Bible tells you how. If you do all things without grumbling or questioning. Give me verse 14. Let me see that translation. Without complaining or arguing. Question, grumbling or questioning. If everything is not a basis for you to go into endless. In your mind you say, no, are you saying don't ask me. Don't ask your God. I'm not your God. You can do anything you like. Since you think grumbling is your birthright, continue. Just remember, I repeat, with the same measure you measure, it will be measured to you. The same way you're judging people, fully expect yourself to be judged like that. Because that's what scriptures say. Make sure that thing you're grumbling and speaking like that about, you never do it. Because whatever you said should happen to the person that does it, God, in his justice, will do it to you. If you think that's a joke, oh yeah, the only difference between those of you sitting here hearing me say, and others that may not be hearing this from their own pastors, is that your own, you're in more trouble because you have heard. The difference with them, many of them, they will still be in trouble. Just that your own will be more. You don't know the truth and ignore it. You go with feelings. If we go with our feelings, we will curse out people that have done us evil. You look at them and you say, you know God will punish you. You know for every good thing I've done you and you did that to me, for sure my God will punish you. No, we cannot talk like that. Even though you're so angry, you feel this is so unfair. How, why? But you still don't do what you feel like doing. So why do you Go with what you feel like doing. When God has said, bless those who curse you. I say, bless. Don't curse. You say, I beg, leave, leave that. I will curse you. So, you, it's not, you're not holding fast to God's word. You, every small thing, you throw down God's word and do what you want. And that's why we grumble and mom and he says, don't do it. And then he tells you in the book of Matthew 5 that you're the salt of the earth. Let your light shine before others. Matthew 5, 13 to 16. Okay, and then he tells you, I'm answering how to live in this world. Don't lay up treasures for yourself on earth. Do you hear that? Did you hear me say you shouldn't pile up money? It's in the Bible. That's Matthew 6, when, verse 19 to 24. Make sure you go and read all these things. Before you come on Sunday, you have read all these passages. Make sure you read it. I'm sorry I'm hurrying you, but we have to go. The scriptures also say in the book of Matthew 6, right, verse 24 to 34. No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and money. Therefore, I tell you, this is Jesus speaking, do not be anxious about your life, what you will eat or what you will drink, nor about your body, what you will put on. Is not life more than food and the body more than clothing? Then he begins to talk about the birds of the earth. And all that. And he said, if God so clothes the grass of the field, which today is alive and tomorrow is thrown into the oven, will he not much more clothe you, O you of little faith? So he goes on again to say, don't be anxious. Rather, that your father in heaven knows what you need. Okay? And then he says in First Timothy 6 verse 17, <coughs> verse 6 to 10, verse 6 to 10 and verse 17 to 19. He says, if you have food and clothing, with these we will be content. Did you hear that? So this is how to handle things in this world. Settle for food and clothing. Is it not what I tell you all the time? Mm? He says they, they are to do good. He says for the rich in this present age, you have money in this present age. Charge them, warn them, challenge them. Instruct those who are rich in the present age not to be conceited 
and not to put their hope in the uncertainty of wealth or riches, but on God who richly provides all things for us to enjoy. Put your hope on God. Not because what happens with money? When you have it, you start depending on it. All your plans and thoughts are about, at least I have, at least I will. Okay, thank God I have. You don't even know. You won't agree if someone tells you, do you know your hope is in money? You not agree. If it's not in the money, why didn't you give it to that need that existed there? Why didn't you give it up? Why did you keep it? Because your hope is in it and you don't want to give away your hope. I didn't say you shouldn't have money or you shouldn't save. I'm saying that when a need bigger than your saving arises, you better go with God. God, what, what should I do? He says, give it. Give it. Like that. He said, your good works to shine before men that they will glorify God. And he told you what the good works are. It's not feelings. It's you doing good to men. Practical good. He said, as for the rich in this present age, they shouldn't be proud or put their hopes in it. They are to do good, to be rich in good works, to be generous and ready to share. Ready to koinonia. Ready to share. Thus storing up for themselves as a good foundation for the future so that they may take hold of that which is truly life. Do you see? So what do you do with money? You make friends in eternal habitations. Do you understand? You you sow, you invest forward, not into the earth. People say invest for generations to come. <laughs> you better invest for the age to come. See, a lot of those investments, you're investing for children, grandchildren. They will never see it. They won't even be born. They, they will not have, many great-grandchildren, they will not even exist. So keep building, keep investing into the earth. Then pretend that Jesus told you in Luke 12 where to plant into. He said you should sow it into heaven. Luke chapter 10 verse 32. He tells you where to plant into. He tells you the ram is not earth. The future is a divine future. It's not an earthly one. He says make bags, purses, bank accounts. That are in heaven. Luke 12. Sell your position. Sell your possessions. Well, from verse 33 is fine. Sell your possessions and give to the poor. Provide yourselves with purses that will not wear out. An inexhaustible treasure in heaven. Where no thief approaches and no much destroys. This is what he said. He said, little flock. This is what I'm telling you to do. This is how to live. Give to the poor. You have converted to a way. I've told you there's physical and spiritual poverty and sometimes spiritual poverty is more than physical. So when we take the small money we have and convert into this, this spiritual food, other than that, why would we do it? Why should we do it? Why do you spend 200,000 naira on, for what? Why? What's the benefit? To give it out? What's the benefit? When there are so many things I would need to, or like to buy. Because people are hungry. They don't know the truth. So you feed them with truth. Take, here's some food. You need this. You need this. And hope, prayerfully, you hope they'll read it and go, Oh, oh God, I'm sorry. It's true. God, I'm sorry. Ah, you have brought salvation to that house, to that life. And God's mercy will draw near. And suddenly some issues that the Satan has been accusing him of will be removed because he has repented. God, forgive me for all the grumbling. Forgive me for all the evil I've spoken. It's true. You have just brought light. So... The power of the cross in the areas that have been attracted are removed from, he, he has a shield over him in some, in that area he has repented. Instead of running from prayer house to prayer house, up and down, looking for what to do, your simple obedience to God's clear word has brought deliverance. God made it easier than we have told it. So I'm ending with this. It is inevitable that we be in this world. Food, clothing and housing is not bad. The problem arises when we put it before God. Or you have to disobey his word to get it. Any disobedience on the way to getting these things is a problem. 
you should be able to walk away from it and not disobey him we are not to make decisions based on how much money we have but based on what god says amen the other questions maybe i'll answer it on sunday or not as the spirit leads i'll talk about how to handle anxieties in a new terrain how to work with unbelievers and other people that are not really serious about god and maintain your consecration and all of that so you want to hear it make sure you listen to the messages later i'll give examples from the bible about different people that had your own experience and how they survived and were still pleasing to god okay but ahead of time you can start studying if you like daniel you can look at david you can look at different people who kept a righteous walk with god in the midst of trouble and difficulty you can look at joseph you can look at esther you can look at ruth and others god will make a way for the one who desires to do righteousness but you must be willing to carry your cross in it if you are anti-cross i don't do pain i'm sorry you will deny your savior you cannot help but deny have you learned anything today i would like for us to pray i'm sorry if i haven't taken any questions are those questions you're holding how many one two three okay forgive how i'll answer it don't be angry in advance don't be angry eh? i'll answer it as the holy spirit gives me brevity hearing and obeying will make you suffer persecution what if you don't obey and hear what will happen you'll be judged when the day comes you will be judged but if you obey and suffer you'll be persecuted there's a difference between persecution i read it for you in first corinthians 11 verse 31 to 32 that god disciplines you so he'll not judge you with the world if you are not if you don't obey you'll be judged with the world when god is judging the world you will be among the bible says their portion luke chapter 12 verse 40 he said their portion will be with the unbelievers so while you're hearing people say no i'm a christian nothing can happen you will not have your portion here at the first resurrection it will be at the general resurrection where everybody including unbelievers the bible says those that that hell will spit out the people that are inside it says your portion will be here with the unbelievers that's this is when you will be judged i'm not saying you will not may not make it i'm saying that you're already in trouble and you definitely won't partake in the first resurrection please in all your work with god in a word summarize the bible <laughs> okay i'll do it keep coming keep coming i'll do it i'll do it this sunday i'll do it wednesday i'll do it friday i'll do it next sunday i'm, I'm just working on this thing i say god bless you please sir where in the bible can we find it seems that you mentioned is not in the bible but i don't know how to explain it there's you know the scribes and pharisees that there are many records of many things in the bible okay and historically so if the question is are they scenes were they really there yes they are there's no question about it almost any commentary will tell you they were a group they were different they separated themselves they call the pharisees the children of darkness they call themselves children of light <laughs> there's no question whether they existed or not there are many things that you believe that existed but it's not mentioned in the bible okay you are referred to in the bible but your name is not there you who asked this question why god spoke about you when he said and to all who will come you know god says things that are not mentioned in the bible history contains things that are not agreeable because it happened it mustn't be written down what happened today university of uyo will be there in history it's not in the bible but we know it was there okay so the scenes are there but they are not spoken about in the bible they are spoken about historically oh that there's this group of people they went and lived in these caves of kuman 
Nobody argues about it. They know they went and lived there. Can we pray? Quick prayer. Stand to your feet. Let's jump up. Ask the Lord. What does the Bible say? Today, if you hear his voice. When? When should you not have in your heart? <laughs> it is today you shouldn't have in your heart. Ask the Lord, please. Let my heart be soft like water today. In fact, this is the only prayer you're praying. Ask, just ask. Don't go deep. You have one minute. Lord, I beg you, this is my heart. Please remove everything that can make it hard. Soften, 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 soften my heart. Soften my heart. Make me soft. Make me yielded. Make me new. Make me fresh. Make me yielded to you. Oh, my Lord and my God. This is my prayer. This is my request. This is my desire. This is my appeal. This is my appeal. This is my appeal. Aribakusha. Liprunda bagadash. Eprunda didaya. Likubadika dagaba. Alikashabrakasa. Soften my heart. Soften our hearts. Make us so. Yield it to me in Jesus' name. Can you lift your hands everywhere? Father, I'm asking, appealing for everyone in this house, myself and everyone else, that you help us not to harden our hearts today. May we not do what our forebears did. May we never follow their pattern of disobedience. May we be people that are ready to meet the Savior. In our life, in our conduct, in our faith, in our spirit, in our speech, in purity, O oh Lord our God. Let us be separated, O oh God, in the world, but not of the world. Obeying you, yielded to you, carrying your cross. Every one of us that said, I'm willing to carry the cross and follow Jesus. Give them grace to do so. Those that have never heard of this before, but choose to make such a choice, hear them today. Amen. You are the one that is able to keep us to the end. You've kept many of us. We have seen you can. Let others come to believe this and also hold on to the end. Amen. May those who have begun hold on to the end. Amen. May those who will begin hold on to the end. Amen. Thank you, good God. Bless your children as they go. Amen. Help us shine light in the darkness. Amen. Make us a salt in the earth. Amen. Use us for your praise and your glory. Amen. Thank you. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. 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 Two announcements. Oh dear. Hold on. Hold on. Father, I thank you for every offering that has been given and will be given. I ask that you receive it. And I ask that you bless and replenish. Let your kingdom be expanded through the giving of your people. Let your sacrifices be accepted. Thank you. Amen. We pray you receive eyes to see, ears to hear, and an understanding heart. Remember, test all things and hold fast to what is good. For more information, visit our website at gods-lighthouse.org
Express.